now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Amy, do the Beth Combs watch the Macy's Day Parade? Macy's Day Parade! Is that a family tradition for you? We DVR it, and then we fast-forward through probably three-quarters of it, and then watch the actual parade part. And you just pause on all the Disney balloons? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss when they had the Clifford the Big Red Dog balloon. That was always my favorite. That was a good one. I liked, um, liked old-school Spider-Man. Mm. I'm a fan of uh, Captain Mickey, when they advertise DCL every other year. And the purple hippo. So here's a question for you. Do you know where the Macy's Day Parade starts? Macy's Day Parade. Doesn't it start? (laughs) Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Sorry, Polly. I always call it Macy's Day. (laughs) Does it start in in Herald Square? Well, here's an interesting fact. I was in the hot seat at Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play It. And that was my question. And the choices were like... uh, Columbus Circle and 34th Street and and then one of the choices was Central Park. And I was thinking Central Park is what, Polly? 50 something blocks long? Indeed. Way way too broad of a topic to be the correct answer. And that was the correct answer. <laughs> so, oh no. I yeah, thought they, line, I, I they, got... they line the whole parade up near the science the uh, Natural History Museum. Yeah, so even though it spans, you know, however many, I don't know the exact number. I think it's like 57 to 108 or something like that yep yep the uh the answer is central park and that is my disney tie-in to my thanksgiving morning yeah i remember my time in the hot seat every year begrudgingly knowing that i could have gotten that question right and that i never used a lifeline before i got eliminated (laughs) oh no yeah that's a tough one i mean they couldn't even narrow it down to central park west because i mean that would have been a um an appropriate answer too but, yeah, and I, I don't remember all the choices, but one of them I thought was like up near Central Park, mm. and so I'm like, well, if you can't have all of Central Park and then a specific street that's part of Central Park, yeah, well, Herald Square so, is kind of where it ends because that's where where near where Macy's is, um, and that's where they do the my least favorite part of the parade with the um, sh- uh, like for whatever reason we're going to do a scene from a play that you'll never see. Oh, all the Broadway previews. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. Um, can we? That's show why a, we recorded and fast forwarded. Yeah, can we show a parade? You know, show me the marching bands. Show me the clowns on uh, rollerblades. Show me the balloons. Show me the balloon people. Tell me about how all the balloon people are Macy's employees or Macy's employees' families. Show me all of that stuff. Show me the high school marching band. Show me like, and here's the Texas Longhorns uh, drum majorette. Perfect. <laughs> Stop showing me the scene from Our Town, which is in Off Broadway and coming soon to Soho. Like, I don't care. But um, Dean, that that's that is a um, that is definitely a Disney tie-in. Uh, we we. <laughs> We actually don't watch um, any of the Disney things for Christmas. We do watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Usually I'm finishing up doing the decorating um, as my wife and daughter have gone over to my in-laws to do pajama Thanksgiving over there. 
That's right, you're a pajama Thanksgivinger. Yes! Yeah, we, we don't believe in getting all dressed up to uh, walk around home. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to have Spongebob on Broadway during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's very possible. They could. Now, would they have the Spongebob balloon right before that? I love Spongebob Squarepants. He lives in a pineapple under a sea. I love him. Sing I like Come on, how, sing it. Sing it. I like how Sandy Cheeks is like super country from Texas, but she's the smartest one in the whole town of Bikini Bottom. She's super smart. By she's far. a scientist, an inventor. By far. Yes, and I love that. She's breaking down the stereotypes. She's the best around. I love Sandy Cheeks. She is the Amy Beth Combs of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I I think I'm more like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make Dean you, Squidward? I was gonna say, how about you, Squidward? <laughs> I was you Squidward. <laughs> I don't. I, actually, I don't know if I'm like. I don't know if I'm like Patrick. I might actually be more like Spongebob because Spongebob laughs all the time. And it's not always in an appropriate moment. And he just, you know, hey, you know, all the time. So maybe I'm more like Spongebob. Spongebob Beth Combs. Sponge <laughs> Beth Combs. SBBC. <laughs> I think I'm more like that fish that keeps pointing out the weirdness of whatever's happening. There always seems to be a fish that is there going, uh, have you seen what's going on over there? <laughs> the one where they're, they're looking for, uh, they're looking for SpongeBob and Sandy's in a frenzy looking for him, making the whole town look. And this one fish leans over to the other one on the side of his mouth says, this is a load of barnacles. That's me. <laughs> That's you. You're that fish. <laughs> I am that fish. You know who else is that fish? Our listeners. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon. We discuss the good stuff of Disney, the Macy's Day Parade, and SpongeBob. We're now a SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> podcast. We are. We have successfully bridged the gap from Universal. <laughs> we needed a backup in case the Disney thing doesn't work out. I'm Polly, and with us as always is Amy. Say hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. And with us also is Dean. Say hello, Dean. Hello, Dean. Well, I am very thankful that we were able to get back together again um, after a um, short hiatus of sickness and health. We're back. I'm together sorry. After- who is this? I was under the impression that uh, this was uh, someone I knew calling me on Skype. Nice. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Wow. How, how, e- how easily we forget. How easily we forget <laughs> and are forgotten. Boy, that's classic Aerosmith. Because this voice sounds different. So, um... Yes, that is my job. The same old song and dance to intro this show. Exactly. And boy, am I thankful for you guys being here. Because as we approach this Thanksgiving holiday, I thought it'd be nice to uh, 
let's have a chat. You know, what are we thankful about for Disney parks? You know, last year we talked about like where we can get meals. So I kind of want to stick clear of food. What are you thankful for this, for this year for Disney parks? I'm thankful for going. Yeah, nice. you got to go this year. I thought that was mm-hmm. fun. Yay. And I'm thankful that uh, Dean, with Adventure is Out There Travel, was able to help shameless. me. Shameless plug. Yes, shameless. Shameless. Without shame. Co-owner and sponsor and um, all of that stuff. That's B-E-K-K-A at Adventures <laughs> Out There Travel. Happy but, Yes. But, you know, I, I, beyond that, and, you know, that, that, that one was too easy. Um, and also too easy of a shameless plug. Um, I'm actually thankful that Disney seems to be putting a lot more emphasis in, in putting back into the park, building new things. And it did start a while ago with Pandora. Amy, what are you thankful for in Disney parks recently within the past year? Hmm. I am thankful for, in addition to what you've already pointed out, I am thankful for attention to problems that have been there for a while that are getting fixed like oh like what sort of um oh what do i want to what's the word for it like operational things like transportation and security um Things that lead up to you getting there to the park and going in the gate. Things are starting to be, you know, figured out, more streamlined to make things quicker and easier for us. Like in the West Coast, um, they're working on some fixes for the problems with, you know, the super crowded Esplanade and the security checks and things as they have them now. They're going to be moving security to other locations in preparation for... Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge which is great you know they're they're working on things that don't necessarily factor into like the the things that you're going to experience once you get in the park you know but they're they're starting the show off on a better note for people which is going to be good for the west coast and then on the east coast they've done things like uh, for the monorail resorts they've moved security to the resorts and so that's put a lot less pressure on um on security going in you know now now it's nowhere near as crowded because you know it, it you don't have that influx of people coming out of the monorail you know every couple minutes um, yeah and the same with the boat you know we talked about on, on my trip and dean you pointed out too you know the boat security mm-hmm. um you know same thing you get off the boat it's just one boat worth it's not buses and boats and monorails okay everybody go over here so yes right Mm-hmm. Like going, just going into the Magic Kingdom, I you know I've seen pictures and heard reports of how it is so much less stressful now, and you don't get like separated from your party and this throng of people that's waiting to go through the security and and it's it's just so much of a happier experience for people. So I like that. I, I like that there's things being done. And like for transportation, they're adding the gondolas in Walt Disney World. And they, they have the minivans. So it's taking a little bit of pressure. It's going to take some pressure, you know, I would think, off of the off of the bus system and off of the boats. So, I, you know, these little things that we're not going to see for a little while. But I'm glad that things are being done and they're working on it. And I like that. I like that they're starting the show 
with your earliest experience of traveling to a park. And it's going to be great. I'm optimistic. I like it. So I am yeah, thankful I'm, for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Dean, uh, what, do you, what are you thankful for? I, I'm going to piggyback off both of yours and say that I, I'm thankful that I feel like we're finally seeing solutions, upgrades, updates, and new th- items in, introduced that are not just feeling like patchwork. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a quick band-aid. It feels like these are deliberate, thought-filled, and executed appropriately and the security is a great example of it you know and, and i <laughs> i'm one to not fall on the oh that's what walt would have wanted thing but the you know going back to the concept of leaving the regular world behind and going into the world of fantasy and the whole intention of why the monorail and ferry boats were built the way they are i like that they move security out further so you get that done with ahead of time before you ever see the train station that seemed to me like a good deliberate improvement over their current process and then Paulie mentioned something like Pandora finally launching. And, you know, Paul, you've had a chance to experience it now. That is not a Pandora billboard over an existing attraction so that we can call it we have IP on there. That was a really well-designed, very deliberate new technology attraction. And, and for all the critics of the boat ride, I mean, even there, we're seeing very specific references to the world of Pandora that are not just putting up a quick facade and moving on. It was well-designed, well-thought-out, and executed properly. And I think they're seeing the, the positive results from that. So I like this approach of let's not just get it done quickly, let's try to get it done right the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the trans uh, transportation enhancements, and you know, everyone always likes to say, oh, the, the monorail costs a million dollars a mile, and the yeah. truth is, if the if the monorail was a million dollars a mile, they would have had monorail up and down, left and right, and everywhere you could find at Walt Disney World by yeah. now. So, it's yeah. like chump um, change. It's like chump change for Disney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I the read monorail, somewhere, and don't quote me, but it, it's more like 50 to 60 million dollars a mile. That That's probably a, a lot closer uh, estimate than a million. And so I like that what we're seeing now is, okay, Monorail is probably a little bit out of our reach to open that up for the entirety. Bus transportation is highly criticized, rather stinky, not environmentally friendly, and way too congested. So we're looking for alternatives. And Amy mentioned the gondolas. I love that idea. Everybody loves a boat ride at Walt Disney World. And I'm hoping that the same pleasant experience transfers over with the gondolas and that'll get people around better. Again, another example of a a deliberate... And I think it will ultimately be a big improvement over the existing. Well, and one of the things, too, that I, that I, that I think factors into the deliberate decision-making is the way that they built the amphitheater for Rivers of Light. It is built so that they can do all kinds of things on that body of water and on the tree of life behind it. And I think that that was one thing. You know, they, they deliberately made it the size that it is. You know, people go, oh, it's not that big. I don't think that part of the park can hold you know, 15,000 people. It's not supposed to. And it fits into the theme of Animal Kingdom. I mean, you know, if you look at it during the day, it doesn't stand out like, for example, the amphitheater for um, Fantasmic. Yeah, good comparison. You know, so I, I think that's that's another thing that it's, it's a deliberate choice. I know that they put in as a stopgap that um, the Jungle Book show but, you know, it, it just shows that it's something that's versatile, and I think they thought of, thought out. Now, if we can expand beyond just the theme parks for my next suggestion, one thing I'm thankful for, and this is kind of more like uh, recent news, Disney is embracing their ownership of the Star Wars franchise. 
beyond just continuing the tale of the original story. Yes. And I'm excited about this. I, you know, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it at all, Paul. I, what, you know, what, what's your thoughts with the... Uh, I, actually, I don't have a lot of details. Maybe you can even clue me in a little bit. What uh, Rian Johnson's going to be doing with an expanded Star Wars tale-telling. Yeah, so th- this definitely goes beyond theme parks, and you know, because we are a Disney show, and we're talking about the good stuff of Disney. Definitely some of the good stuff has been the uh, repopularization of Star Wars, um, if I could say that. Um, not only for long-term fans such as myself. I mean, Star Wars was actually the first movie that I saw in a theater in my life. Um, but seeing my daughter reconnect with Star Wars beyond just the Clone Wars, which I know, Dean, you and your son um, enjoy watching. Um, you know, m- maybe maybe not to the extent that some other kids do, but it, it really has taken off with the new trilogy. And um, with The Last Jedi coming out next month, um, you know, we're, we're recording this in November. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's in The Last Jedi is coming out. And the director was given the reins by Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of Lucasfilm, to create a new trilogy series that takes place in the Star Wars quote-unquote universe, takes place in that galaxy. It's going to have the same feel, the same type of music. It is not going to involve any of the characters that we've known and love. It's not going to be a Skywalker saga. And it's going to take place in a different part of the galaxy. I think that says a couple things. One, that Lucasfilm, top brass, top management, and more to the point, you know, Disney themselves are very confident in what Ryan Johnson has done with this next Star Wars film. Because to turn the reins over to a director to have a three-episode arc to tell a brand new series of stories, basically, and give him six to seven hours to do it in over the course of several years. I mean, I don't think he's going to pull like a... uh, Peter Jackson with doing Lord of the Rings. I don't think it's going to be filmed all at once. Um, but I, I, I think that that really is exciting. It's going to be really the first new Star Wars since the, um, you know, it, it, people talk about the expanded universe um, where it talks about different characters and they've made their way into some of the Star Wars TV shows um, and even some of the storylines into the new films. This is going to be completely new. And I'm excited to go into new Star Wars not knowing anything about it. To me, this feels, if I can make a Marvel analogy, this is like Guardians of the Galaxy coming out after the success of the original Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had familiar characters in Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, yep. guys we've loved, all these... Not as many people knew anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Um, and it, and, when, and when, when they first heard the pitch. So, okay, so it's a human... It's a, a living tree that says three words and a talking <laughs> raccoon that likes to shoot things in space. Ah, yep. uh, okay. That, that's our mix. Go. <laughs> right. And and you know what? It it hit because it it had the right amount of humor and it was done well. You know, it's written well. You care about the characters. Um, we got to get Amy to watch all the Marvel films. Yeah, that's what she's doing. She hasn't spoken in ten minutes because she's right, she's watching them right now. And fast, and she's two, watching the Hulk right now. She's watching. No, please don't watch Hulk. Um, <laughs> don't Iron Man Two, Amy. You'll love Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two. You would like Iron Man. Actually, Amy she would love. You Iron really Man would love Iron Man Two. Um, and and more to the point, I think you'd like Captain America: The First Avenger, the first one. As everybody should. Yes. 
so good. Um, uh, but, but you know, to the point. I mean, you know, Rebels was a little bit of a new set of characters, but in a similar setting topic. You know, it, it fits in the time frame of the trilogy, and they definitely trilogy. tied it in with the trilogy with certain characters that would come in right. as quote unquote guests. And same with Clone Wars, and so you know, I don't know where they're going to go with this one, but you know, it's again, it's something I'm thankful for that they're embracing the ownership of that. They haven't Disney-fied it, if you will, which was being used as a negative term back when they bought or acquired uh, Lucasfilm. That has been and brought up. Can can I just go back now? I'm also sure. thankful for this. Disney has really, in their acquisitions, and this goes back to Pixar. They've basically left the companies to do what they do. Pixar does what they do. Lucasfilm does what they do. Marvel does what they do. I don't think anybody looks at a movie like Black Panther coming out and says, "Oh, this is Disneyfied." Really? Really? Right. I don't. I don't think so. So I really like that Disney sees in the companies that they acquire. They see the reason that they're popular, and they keep, you know, it. it, it quote it, it, and it's not a new phrase, but you know, keep Austin weird. Um, you know, they, they, they keep they keep those companies the reason that the company is why it was popular. And they keep Absolutely. it that way. So I know I spun us way out of the theme parks because there's a lot more we can talk about there, but that was the first one that jumped to my brain. No, that's a good and, one. Uh, Amy, what's your next thought of things that's Disney-related that you are thankful for this year? Hmm. The Sentence Dis- 2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Is that what I hear playing right now, boy? <laughs> no. Guaranteed <laughs> no. Oh, let's see. I, something that I always experience every trip to Walt Disney World is Fort Wilderness. Mm. And I'm thankful that that seems to be like a time capsule that has stayed the way it is now for a really long time Love it. like yeah. it, it hasn't been evolved it not really like it hasn't had any kind of redo it hasn't had any kind of reimagining hoopty do um, is the same yes as it was in probably 71 but it definitely is the same as the first time i went in 83 mm-hmm. and i love every minute of it mm-hmm. it's so awesome it's fantastic you go there and you walk through, you know, Trails End, the restaurant, and you look around and you think, wow, I mean, this must be the same as it was when it first opened in the 70s. Because it, it just has that look of classic, you know, original era Walt Disney World. The whole place does. And... I love that about it. I'm thankful that it has not been, you know, touched. <laughs> Nothing's been done to, to change it, really. I mean, maybe fonts on signage or something like that. You know, just minimal changes, but it is glorious. It feels like the early 70s when you get off the boat and you walk up to Fort Wilderness. It just looks so classic Disney and... I, I love that. I hope that nobody, you know, gets in charge over there or overseeing that resort and thinks, wow, this place is, looks so 70s. Let's I'll even it. I'll even go a step further. To me, it reminds me of watching the Disneyland TV shows. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. back when the Disney Channel would show things like, like those, you know, Wonderful World of Color. 
Um, and, and you'd see the TV shows that were created to sell Disneyland to the public in the 50s. Um, and, and even after that, you know, like a Spin and Marty, like seeing the horses out of Fort Wilderness, I, I'm fully expecting there to be Mouseketeers somewhere around. And yes. Like it's, the it's, 70s like, it's the nostalgia that, yeah. But it's like the nostalgia that I, that I never really had because it was already old by the time I was watching it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's got to be neat for like our parents' generation. Um, oh no doubt. Just to, to see that because that's taking them back um, to when they were little kids and they first got experience with Disney, and you know, and that might be part of that. It's 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 nostalgic without you having to actually experience it firsthand. It's like secondhand nostalgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Fort Wilderness. Golly, is Bob that, Howdy! <laughs> <laughs> is that from uh, Is that from Spin and Marty? Yeah, that's Spin and Marty. That's awesome. See, I mean, I, I love that. I love. Oh, I just love and, Fort Wilderness. I've never honestly, stayed there, but I visit oh, I there either. every trip. Yeah. I go eat there, and I go and visit the ranch and see the animals, and even just getting on the bus and like riding to the other outposts, you know, to like. Yeah get press pennies or whatever you're doing you know it's, it's just it's so classic disney it's uh it has my heart i love fort wilderness and i think that's you know going on into the you know the current generation of kids because my daughter was asking me who annette funicello was mm. and so i went into the original mickey mouse club and i said you know this is this is something that your grandparents you know they that when they were little and i'm talking a little little they would watch this on tv and you know this is what they were experiencing and this is this is the show that they were watching you know and it's it's very different from what the mickey mouse club is today because she was trying to figure out how it fits in with like mickey and donald and Goofy. is it no 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 it's very different Come along and sing the song and join the jamboree. M-C-K-E-Y-L-U-S-E. I wonder if kids even know that the the original Mickey Mouse Club march. Can I tell you, my daughter played a combination of the Mickey Mouse march on her saxophone. For the um, this fall concert, That's and so it was awesome. really cool. That's yeah, awesome. So cool. So she's practicing. I'm getting to listen to her do a combination of Small World, which was fantastic. No. And the Mickey Mouse March. Oh. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is classic 1950s, 1960s matchup. Ready to sing along, Andy. Bum, <laughs> 
Keep referencing old music, I probably have it here. I think it's enough of a timeless classic that, you know, Amy said, do kids these days even know it? If they've been introduced to it, they probably like it. Yep. The question is how many parents are introducing them to it. Right. Tying into this, I want to just add one more thing I'm thankful for. And you can, like, skip me on a future turn and around that if you want to. No, no, no. You go. I'm super excited about the new Disney streaming service that's going to be starting next year. I'm definitely going to subscribe. It sounds amazing. I'm hoping that we're going to have access to programming that used to be on vault disney on the disney channel you know 10 20 years ago i'm hoping we're gonna have access to that you know any episode of wonderful world of color that you want to watch any old disney film anything anything i'm hoping that they're gonna just open up you know the safes open up the vaults and just let us have access to anything that we want to stream including classic mickey mouse club that would be excellent i'm so looking forward to it i am there for that if that is what they do yes if what they do is put all of the modern marvel and star wars movies on there and like current Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and all of the made for Disney TV movies. If it's like Hannah then, Montana and like No, I'm not even thinking they good go luck, that far Charlie. Back. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's you know, it's like it's gonna be the descendants four. Like uh, No. I will not it, subscribe no. if that is what it is because A, Agreed. I'm gonna be buying the discs anyway. Agreed. So I'm not a big streaming movie person when it comes to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But but if they do exactly like what you said, I'm all in. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be like the uh, the Turner Classic movies, the Treasures from the Disney Vault, if it's gonna be programming like what they show on that, I'm all in. But if if like you said, if it's gonna be newer generation stuff, I pass. You know. Which don't get me wrong, they can have that. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying. That, you know, oh, if they put that on there, it's a travesty. Absolutely not, because that's what my kid wants to see. But Mm -hmm. appeal to all of the Disney fans. And I know there are a ton of people that are Disney fans for theme parks only. You're telling me if they put the Disneyland TV show on there? With the opening day with Ronald Reagan and Sammy Davis Jr. and all that stuff? Yes. Hello. Love to see that. Um, I'd love to see the press conference video with Walt Disney introducing the Florida Project. See that in its entirety. I know those things exist in different places, like YouTube. Maybe maybe it's on Vimeo or something. Somebody uploaded it. But to have it all in one place together, um, you know, to be able to search for things that Walt Disney himself introduced, um, the True Life Adventures. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the episode with the Lemmings all the way through. I know I've seen clips. But I don't know if I've seen all though. I don't know if I've seen Seal Island. I think you're talking small global appeal, but when you have a streaming service where you control the content, exactly, there's, there's no harm in adding no. that for a, additional appeal for the group that might not have otherwise subscribed. And I think what happens is you will get people that are in that niche, and let's say that there are only worldwide fifty thousand fans. But you know what? Maybe twenty thousand of those are not going to subscribe unless you have it. 
And 50,000 is not a big amount. But if you have this niche that wants this, and this niche that wants this, and this niche that wants this, and this niche that wants this, then you can, you know, it's kind of like what D23 was supposed to be. You'd have a lot of aunts and uncles with all those niches. Nice! <laughs> nice! <laughs> well done! That's good! That's good! <laughs> you have made Amy <laughs> not only laugh, but acknowledge your pun. <laughs> I like that! I like that! How hard that is to get her to listen to someone else's pun? MAGA! <laughs> Don't, you guys, don't be rude. Don't be rude. <laughs> Make Amy giggle again. That's fantastic. <laughs> Dean, nice work. Nice work. Yay. But I do agree with you, Amy. I think if, if they do that, I think they would hit a home run on so many levels. I mean, you're going to get the people that are going to get it because of the new stuff. You're going to get parents that get it because they want their kids to be able to see the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Um, and, you know, and even going beyond that, um, Doc McStuffins. Uh, was it Sheriff Cali? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and but imagine you go even more recent history for things that aren't on there anymore. Special Agent Oso. Um, there would be sign me up. Sign me up. Well, and sign me up for Agent Oso. I'm going to introduce a whole another level of people that are probably in their early 40s. Disney afternoon. You put on gummy bears. You put on ducktails. You put on tailspin. Sign I mean, me up for Dumbo Darkwing Circus. Duck. Darkwing Dumbo Duck. Circus. Welcome to Pooh Corner. Master Pooh Corner. Absolutely. Jojo Circus. Yep. Um, you put um, Little Einsteins on there. You know, I mean, all, all of those shows that had a following, but you can't find anymore. Put all of that 80s, all that 80s, early, early Disney Channel stuff. Put on, yep. like, You and Me, Kid. Master size. <laughs> well, the the new Mickey Mouse Club. I mean, you're telling me, you know, seeing like what was it twelve year old Ryan Gosling? Britney oh Spears? yeah, the MMC. Yeah. And yes. Even like live, the live even from the, uh, Disney's MGM Studios. Yes, or like even the '70s Mickey Mouse Club. I've never seen an episode of that ever. I don't think I have either. I mean, I heard about it, of course, but yeah, like I mean, Blair was... Blair from Facts of Life was yeah. on that. Nice, you know? I didn't know that. Yes, I mean, so awesome. And There's a lot of Disney material that none of and us Dean, have ever to seen your point, because it's not available. And Dean, to your point, the cost on their end is very little. Mm-hmm. Because no, and you could you could go in either each of these subtopics and. Not have to have the entire catalog at no, once, nope. but stream through it. You know, uh, Disney Afternoon. Maybe they live a month, two months at a time, and you rotate which cartoon you're sharing. Sounds great. I like it. I like I it. I want it. But again, it remains to be seen if that's what they are actually going to do, and that is mm -hmm. like my biggest reservation about it. But I am thankful that the possibility exists. Mm -hmm. I agree, Amy. Good one. Yay. Dean. How about you, Dean? Uh, we haven't heard from Paulie in a while. Before I jump in with another one, I want to hear Paulie's next. All right. All right. Um, I am thankful for a renaissance for Disney to... This is going to sound wrong the first time I say it, but maybe as I, as I talk through it, I'll come out with the right way to say it. It's a renaissance of Disney to really putting, redoubling their efforts to create 
menu options in their theme parks that are not burgers, fries, hot dogs, all that stuff. And are also whole foods, not necessarily healthy, but it's not a whole bunch of fillers and it appeals to a large variety of palates. It appeals to people with dietary restrictions or preferences. Having vegan options, having vegetarian options, having meat options, and having it be all there in one restaurant for people to, you know, enjoy together. It may not it might not be cost effective necessarily, <laughs> but I'm thinking specifically of a restaurant that it, it truly is game changing, Tiffins. That's a place I would go to if it were in New York City and not even think twice. That would just be a great place to go and have a fantastic meal. Um, with those with that with that menu selection, with the wine selection, beer selection, dessert selection, the service is fantastic. I can't believe it's at a theme park. Um, it goes beyond. Um, you know, like we, we saw Schmoofy uh, tweet his steak from Flying Fish. Steak at a fish place. That was a good-looking steak. But but you know, they're th <laughs> but it's not like your regular New York strip. It's not just oh, you know, put some steak on a plate and then that'll satisfy people that don't want fish. Um, you know, they're revitalizing the menu even at Dean at your favorite restaurant, Coral Reef. Uh-oh. It couldn't but, have got worse. But, but well, <laughs> there, there is that. But, you know, like, like, they're doing things like that. They're revitalizing menus. They're trying new things. They're trying to make it appeal to more people with more distinctive palates and making it something that is appealing to more people. If that makes you sense. You know what? It, it does. And what I like about it even more so is that they're introducing gluten-free, vegan, etc., but it's not in your face. Hey, we have vegan. Right. It's like no. Of course, this is normal. We're going to offer a vegan option. It's a menu. It's free and, it, and it's just it's called just a, a menu option. Yeah, it's just another option on all their menus that's showing up, as opposed to here's your one location that'll offer three vegan options. Yeah. And here's uh, that's our vegan restaurant, and then we're not going to service you through the rest of the property. Or even worse. You go to a restaurant, and it, may I see the vegan menu? It's like, oh, you can have the couscous salad. Yeah, here's really? the pasta. <laughs> like, really? And, you know, it's, so they are incorporating that, and they're making it so that there are gluten-free items that are also vegetarian. There are gluten-free items that are also Atkins-friendly. Um, there are vegan options that you can choose that are gluten-free also. You know, it's not it's not an either or, and I think they're really using creativity to come up with menu options that appeal to a lot of different people. And people might be getting something that is vegetarian that aren't vegetarian. You know, Wait, and and the stigma, yeah. They have lobster, bacon, mac and cheese on the Coral Reef restaurant. Okay, you're back. Here. I might have to try this restaurant. You're again. back. They also have charboiled octopus, which is new. I've had completely ripped. Completely ripped off of Tiffins, by the way, but well, at least know, new for there. <laughs> but but I'm but I'm even fine with that because a uh, it's probably a different price point from Tiffins. Um, but b you're gonna be able to get into it, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so you got double the you got double the opportunity um, to go there. But yeah, I mean I, I like that. I like how they're making not only varied menu options, but they're making it accessible and they're not making it in your face. This is the vegan choice because it just doesn't matter. Right, I, I like that. If it makes it, um, 
I don't know what's the word for it. It, it doesn't need to stand out like that. It, it's more like, hey, we, we've been here before. This is what we do, and this is how we do it. And I appreciate that of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Looks like looks like the octopus been around for a little while. Oh, well, there you go. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've been to Coral Reef. For it good well reason. with good reason. But you know, like um, the gourmet hot dogs at the lunching pad, as an example. People started laughing about that. They're like, what is this? Who's going to have a hot dog with pulled pork on it? Who's going to have a hot dog with mac and cheese? Who's going to have a hot dog and a baked potato? Um, you know what? They're fun. They're different. Yeah. And they taste good. And I like that. And, and if again, people as want long a as burger, they're doing things and doing them well, they're going to yes. be well received. And if people want to go get a burger, Cosmic Rays is right down the, <laughs> right down the path. <laughs> you can still go get your burger. There are plenty of places to go get a hot dog, a regular hot dog, without all the frou-frou. You know, you can still get your chicken tenders, which I found bizarre that they, that's what Disney was advertising yesterday. So, what is this? Come to Cosmic Rays and get... And it's like chicken fingers. I'm like, really? <laughs> the Aramark? I didn't know that. <laughs> the industrial <laughs> food? The This is what we serve at hospitals? Come on. I love Jungle Cruise Skipper Canteen Restaurant. I've got to try that. I haven't been there yet. I love ah, it. I like the metal collectible tins. <laughs> do they have a souvenir mug too, Polly? They do. That's what I have. <laughs> I, like I love that the servers act the same as the um, skippers on the Jungle Cruise. You know, they come around, they make jokes. And they're so friendly and so nice. And I, I just, I love that restaurant. It, even if you go and you eat by yourself as a party of one, you know, they, they make you feel like you got a friend there hanging out, you know, coming to check on you. I, I just love it. I love the food and the service and yay. To piggyback on, you know, new and different food being offered, you know, in the parks, I, I love Skipper Canteen. Everyone needs to try it. I think it's wonderful. I agree. It's, you know, a, it's a lot you, of fun. You know what's neat about that is that their kids' menu isn't the obvious kids' menu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're always sensitive to that, obviously, because we have a seven-year-old in tow. And I like that I can hand him this kids' menu and kind of force him in a little bit beyond his norm. Yeah, sure, they do have mac and cheese. But I think their chicken's cooked a little bit different, and they do have a fish on there for the kids and some of the other options that you don't see on every kid's menu. So I'm thankful that they're even willing to branch out on the kid's menu and offer a couple of different alternatives. I agree. And, and not only that, but they're doing that at more and more restaurants. Um, you know, like you go to, and, and I know that there were people complaining when Satuli Canteen opened up in the new Pandora world of Avatar. Oh, where, what are my kids going to eat? You know what? Hand them the menu and see if there's something they want. It doesn't have to be chicken nuggets. Get him to try something. Get him to try mm-hmm. something. Try try the cheeseburger little pork buns or whatever those things are. If it fails, there's going to be a chicken finger around the corner. Oddly enough, <laughs> Animal Kingdom has Pete Safari. Whoa. I know. If you want to talk about bad pizza, mm-hmm. Start Co- comment withheld. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've never eaten there, but I love You're fine. Pizza. You're fine. You're not missing much. You know what? You should walk through there sometime, though. The different rooms are cool. And I can tell you, it has one of the most accessible, easy-to-get-in-and-out breakfasts. Mmm. 
Yeah. That's actually the one meal we've eaten there. We did, we've never tried their pizza, but we had breakfast there. Yeah. Breakfast is easy. There's lots of seating. It's fun. Everybody's running past it to go to the, to the, to the safari. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's 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 a good place that we've. I, you know what? I don't think we've been there. Not nah, because lunch is always Flame Tree. I always get wooed over to Flame Tree because the yeah. air is full of the air is thick with brisket. It absolutely yes. is. Um, yeah, lunch was was always Flame Tree. Dinner up until recently had always been over at Yak and Yeti. Um, either inside or at the cart. You know the 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 window. Um, Tiffin's is a game changer, and we didn't get over to Satuli. But um, yeah, no, I, I like I like Pizza Fari for breakfast. I'm thankful that even a place that is famous for bad food has a <laughs> good meal that you can go to. It's off the beaten path, and you're right; it is a lot of fun to walk around and look at the decor. Speaking of places with changing reputations, I'm thankful that the clock is ticking down for how much longer I'm going to have to defend Disney's Hollywood Studios as a full-day park, <laughs> because we are closing in on the opening of Toy Story Land. Yeah, we are. Which I, I think will help lengthen the day there, and obviously we're a little over a year probably away from uh, Star Wars Land. Have to be. But um, right. I think Toy Story, I mean, they're, they're already putting some of the props up around the uh, Slinky Dog coaster. Which I'm thankful for the next time that Amy goes to Disney, she's going to ride that Slinky Dog coaster. Yes, she is. With Casey. <laughs> not, with, <laughs> not with Casey, the Bernese Mountain Dog, unfortunately. You're not going to take the doggy on the doggy coaster? She's not my dog. I can't take her on vacation with me. Only a mental oh. vacation on a yeah. podcast. We are the first Disney podcast that takes dogs to theme parks. The first <laughs> premiere broke that before first. Disney did. Yes, yeah, the, before Disney the, started to make all their resorts pet friendly. The first, get it? First. Yes, we get it. <laughs> so, say it again, Amy. Somebody didn't quite get it. The, yet. the first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> Boots with, with, with the fur, with the fur. <laughs> Luna's she hit the there. floor. Next thing you know, Luna got low, 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 <laughs> low, low, low. She's doing the play bow. <laughs> the play bow. Oh, it. dogs are so great. Dogs are awesome. Man, I think Toy Story Land looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It I looks know like that fun. It's getting panned on Disney Twitter. Hashtag Disney Squad. I mean, you know, I I think it looks like it's going to be a good time. You have to keep in mind that everything is not built to cater to every age group. This is not necessarily built to cater to, you know, single people without children. Not everything has to cater to every, you know, segment of the population. So, but... We're going to be the cute. same people who complained about uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It, yep. It's, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was built and executed exactly as it was intended. Mine Train is absolutely fantastic. I haven't seen anyone, regardless of age, come off of Mine Train without a smile. Everyone loves Mine Train. It's universally, you know, it, it loved. It's beloved, man. Everybody loves Mine Train. Like, when I... When you watch your your video, like on the, you know, on PhotoPass and my Disney experience, you'll see your video, like the on-ride thing. 
<laughs> and they they show it super slow motion as you try and go, you know, in front of the camera, and you see all the different people and all their different expressions, and everyone is stoked. Everyone's having a great time on it. Man, you can't bash Mind Train for anything. It's fantastic. Come on, it's fun. It's wonderful. Love Mind Train. It is my favorite attraction. It's neck and neck with Small World, depending on which one I just got off of, really. Like, <laughs> well, I my, love them both. So. My point is that people were thinking, oh, this is not a big coaster. This isn't a thriller. This isn't exciting. It wasn't supposed to be. And no. I think Toy Story Land is going to get executed exactly as designed. And it's supposed to be the land of the characters of Toy Story. It's not going to be a crazy coaster it's a slinky dog coaster mm-hmm. it looks like it, I, I, i'm with you i think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun you're going to see a lot of smiles and a lot of happy people but the misery squad is going to keep chirping about you know things being off the shelf or things being you know cu- cut out looking or cartoon looking uh yeah it's it's a cartoon that's right, right. <laughs> they're toys if, if if they're cartoon looking and toyful looking uh they're doing a great job yeah they're to- it's kind of like you know everybody that i can recall loved going into the queue for Toy Story Midway Mania because yeah. it made you feel like you were in the scale of the toy, all the playing cards the, the, the barrel of monkeys um, you know, Mr. Potato Head talking, all that stuff these are the same people that don't like the same exact thing for an entire land, come on I think it's going to be a resounding success I think so too I like it, I'm looking forward to it and I'm thankful they're building it Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm thankful the Hollywood Studios in a couple of years is not going to be in as dire straits as it is now. <laughs> it's sort of like when you organize a room in your house, it has to get worse before it yes. gets better. Good point. And th- that that's how the studios is now. I mean, we, we make fun of the studios for everything it's lacking now, but it's going to come back and be good. I have faith it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So much potential there right now. Make but studios we still, great we again. Still, we can still make fun <laughs> of it now, though. We can still make fun of it a little bit now, I think. Sure. It, it, you know what, though? It's farther along than the future world redo, because at least they're doing something. Yes. Oh. Oh. My heart for Epcot. Oh. Anybody want to claim thankfulness for what's going on at Epcot right now with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride coming? I don't. I'll let you guys do it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm not thankful for that. You, I'll let you guys run with that since it's Marvel. Um, it, until they actually open it, I can't say one thing or the other about it. Because well, I don't you know. You can say you're happy they're doing something, I, or you could say you're not happy that well, they're trying but, to do something. But am right? I? Because like, I, you know, it's kind of like the the frozen in Norway. Um, you know, people can com- complain one way or the other. Oh, it fits. It doesn't fit. Yada 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 yada. But in, in, I liked Universe of Energy for what it was. But then again, I am an original Epcot person who went and you know, I remember Universe of Energy before it became Ellen. So I mean, it's 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 tough for me to say I like it. Because I don't know yet what the future holds in the direction for Epcot um, as a theme park. Like they unveiled what they want to do with tomorrow with Tomorrowland. Listen to me. What they want to do with Future World, and I like the asymmetrical walkways and all the green space and get a, getting rid of the Communicore buildings. 
um, you know, that kind of thing. But until that kind of starts to come to fruition, I've, I've, I'm kind of in the place that I was about studios two or three years ago. You know, before they even announced that they, we all knew the Star Wars was coming as soon as that announcement was made. Um, that they had acquired oh, yeah. Lucasfilm. I mean, that, that was just a given. Oh, Star Wars is going to get built. Okay, cool. Didn't know anything about Toy Story. I like the direction of what they're doing with the studios. I don't know enough about Epcot yet to say whether or not I like it. I'm thankful they're giving some attention to it. And I have hope because of the thoughtfulness they're putting into other aspects that we talked in. Like security and transportation and things of that nature. But until I see it, it's hard for me to say whether I like the direction they're going to or not. No, I agree with you. And I think we're 18, year, 18 months to two years away from having that feeling that you described about knowing what the direction's going to be. Now and, you, and you asked... Have to get some, oh, I'm sorry. You ahead. asked specifically about Guardians of the Galaxy. If you ask me, am I thankful that Epcot is going to be seeing some changes, like some overhauls to Future World, I am thankful for that. But I, as far as Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, I, I just have no connection to that. I, I don't know. That's whatever. But you know, they have no, they have no reason that they're putting it there. They have, a, they have a, a, a Photoshop Polaroid of like some character. Like here, this is why we're doing it. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, but I am thankful that Future World's getting overhauled. Because it has not been anything futuristic. It's like laughable that it's still called Future World. So I'm glad that it's finally maybe going to live up to being Future World. Or at least, you know, modern. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that you're blasting Groot while I'm wearing a Groot t-shirt right now. I'm not blasting Groot. <laughs> I'm just saying I have no connection to the Guardians of the Galaxy. I've not seen either of the movies. And, I mean, maybe they will somehow tie that into the idea of energy. Like, oh, we're running out of energy. What are... We gotta run and get some new energy source from whatever. Like, it's gonna be a roller coaster. So, however they can make that tie into energy solutions for the future. Good luck, bro! You know, <laughs> like... Okay, I mean, maybe it just won't be an energy an energy related thing anymore. Maybe it's just going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Here's your ride that should have been in the studios. You know? Yeah, there there is Whatever. a really super ridiculously obvious tie-in with Guardians of the Galaxy two. That if they do it, I will roll my eyes because it is too obvious. Maybe they'll get the oil rig footage from the old Maelstrom movie. And right. Over. There you go. It's a hot topic with a lot of questions. You know, it's interesting in all this chat and, and conversation we've had, we really haven't mentioned anything related to the Magic Kingdom except for the Skipper Canteen. And I think it's a, a statement to how much we've seen updates there over the last few years. And I think it's, it's the one theme park that I feel is pretty settled right now, and we can just take it for what it is and not expecting a lot going on there hmm let's see what do they have coming they have the uh the theater that's going to be off main street the the broadway theater that they're going to build yep and yep, then yep. we're also going to see the addition of the tron coaster in tomorrowland yeah and um was that it, it seems like i'm forgetting something well we I'm did we something. did talk about you know at the very beginning though we talked about the obvious security upgrades that they've done yes. specifically around yeah. magic kingdom 
Yes. Um, so I think Magic Kingdom, it wasn't so much the upgrades or the things we're thankful for for the things we're doing in the park, but it's getting you ready to go to the park and making that a lot less painful. Mm-hmm. Security yeah, think... at the Magic Kingdom was... Oh, oh I mean, it's I... the bottleneck of bottlenecks. Oh, so awful. Yes, <laughs> so it's bad. terrible. I mean, cause you, cause you, I mean, again, you know, not to belabor the point, because we did already talk about it, but you'd have three types of... of transportation all coming together before the turnstile mm. and it's uh, yeah yeah it's gotten a lot better so thank goodness thank goodness oh, i'm thankful for that thankful 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 no my, my point of mentioning that is that if we roll forward a year we'll probably feel the same kind of settleness with the uh animal kingdom yeah you know pandora will have been you know, a year old now uh, everything will be kind of going there that the show is up and running and we know there's some other stuff coming there but i think it's really now where we're seeing that attention turn to the other two parks that need their upgrade so i'm thankful that we continue to see that kind of progress and for all the complaints people may have about mr Iger and his senior staff uh, the attention is coming down to the theme parks and i, I think we're all thankful to see that Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, Ms. Combs, any further items of interest that have uh, piqued your brain as we're talking about things we're appreciative of? I'm thankful for the new decorations that they have at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, I know that they they don't have... This is the first year that they're not having the... Um, is this the first year or the second year with no Osborne lights? Oh, it's not the first year. Okay. So this will be Christmas number two. Yeah, so this is uh, no more Osborne family spectacle of lights, TM. What are, no they, what are they calling the celebration there, Amy? Uh, they call it Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam! Nice! <laughs> yeah, that show. <laughs> but then they also have a new projection show over on Tower of Terror, which... I just saw that. The photos are... Fan- the, the, it looks fantastic. I love that. I love that they're doing all of those new uh, decorations and things. They decorated Gertie. Gertie! They decorated Gertie! <laughs> and they've got all those... Um, all the decorations with the deer the around Deco Lake, and they have, like, little ornaments in the water, and then... Um, Obviously, you know, the, the tinsel is there, as always, along, you know, Hollywood Boulevard with the stars, the tinsel stars, um, the music. Hollywood Studios is my favorite park to go to to see um, holiday Christmas decorations. Anyway, I just love that, you know, old, Holo- the old Hollywood feel of it, you know, the, the kind of mid-century kind of feel of it, especially like over at... Um, over at 50's Primetime Cafe. Yeah. And you go in there and they have like the tree and everything set up. Um, but yeah, I'm thankful that, you know, to, to sort of make up for the fact that the park lost a huge piece of the heart of its holiday celebration in the Osborne Spectacle of Lights. They're still, you know, trying to make up for it. And all the stuff around Echo Lake looks so cute. And, you know, the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam! And the uh, the projection show on Tower of Terror. These are things that I don't think anybody necessarily knew that they were going to do. Like, I think everybody was kind of surprised. I feel like the projection show on Tower of Terror wasn't announced ahead of time at no. all. Like maybe, no, maybe that, that caught me two. completely off guard. No, yeah, and, and, it, and it's kind of like when we talked about the um, Death Star projection on Spaceship Earth. Clearly they had to test that. No one knew about it. Yes. They, so they it was can't a huge have, surprise. Yeah, they can't have done that just cold. 
No, no <laughs> way. No one knew about it? Can you imagine yeah. if they do the guy, the poor guy that's out there trying to, or gal setting up the projection, like, yeah. man, I hope this works. Man, projector <laughs> 7 is not online. All right, let's, let's see how this is going to go. Like Clark Griswold <laughs> out there trying to get it to work. <laughs> they got the two big plugs bringing together in front of them. All right, let's see. <laughs> but yeah, these are things that no one expected. No one had any heads up on. Like, there were no bloggers hyping it up ahead of time. No, Nobody got to give much of a negative opinion i mean there were people you know bringing negativity into it about the tower of terror you know projections they thought it was actually going to be a change of the facade yeah. permanent, like permanent change nothing changed it's a projection show and it's cute and it's fun and uh it's just new stuff that no one knew about and they didn't have to do it and they did it and i i just liked it Things like this are kind of just being thrown out there for people yeah. to enjoy. I love that. And you that. know what? And, and, and along those lines, and I'm going to go back out to the West Coast again, with what they did for Halloween in Cars Land. Mm. How they decorated and they made all of those cones into, like, jack-o'-lanterns. And, you know, they, they, they really decorated up um, the characters, you know, the roll-around characters that they had. You know, they had, um, you know, Lightning McQueen and Mater in costume. And, 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 you know, we had opined, you know, maybe they could do that with Toy Story Land. Um, I really think they will do that, given what they're doing around Echo Lake. Because that's something that doesn't really, you know, at, at first sight, you wouldn't think, oh yeah, they're going to decorate this with, like, deer and floating ornaments and stuff. They totally can holiday eyes up this Toy Story Land, you know, put, put Santa hats on, you know, uh, uh, Jesse out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Slinky Dog can have like presents or something on it. I don't know, but it, I, I think that it's really it's fun. They don't have to do it, and it just adds to. It doesn't detract from, and it's not a permanent change. And I like that. And, it, and it's relatively inexpensive. Yes. It, does, yes. it doesn't take them much to pull those off. No, and I mean, you know, like people are asking. Um, one of the things that they do at Six Flags Great Adventure is they have like a holidays in the park. They put up lights and all the trees, and there's a ton of trees at the, at the theme park, too. And they have things like they have a, you know, they make fresh kettle corn underneath one of those giant um, upcharged swings. Um, and they have fires with just benches. You could just sit down by a fire and have kettle corn in the theme park. And it's fun. It's something they don't have to do. But it extends their season, and it's something different for people with the season pass. And I like it. You know, it's, it's things like that that make Disney feel a lot less like a multinational conglomerate company-owned theme park. And something more like, you know what, we really just want our guests to feel like they can just have fun. And I'm thankful for that. Yay! <laughs> I agree. I, th- I think it's great for the locals, too. And, you know, for those of us that are not in the central Florida area, we, we may not think about those folks as much. But it's great for Disney to be mindful of small changes that will keep their local population coming back and keep those guys happy, too. And that it all... Every... Go ahead. Oh, it, well, that had always been the comment of, you know, Disneyland caters to the locals so much. Why don't they do it at Disney World? I think they are. I think this is starting to do that. It gives the local a reason to go during the ridiculously busy season when for the most part, they won't be going. Right, and, and to me, not everything that they change, update, 
uh, whatever, has to be e-ticket level, no. groundbreaking, new technology. This stuff is great, too. I, I yeah. love that they're doing it. Yeah. Yay. Any final thoughts, Amy? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy's new filler when she runs out of stuff is just, yay. yay. Well, now I, I've got it isolated. I can just, just play it throughout. Make Amy, make Amy yay again. Maya. Ma- Maya. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Awkward <sighs> silence leads to yay. <laughs> you know, I think we talked a lot about things that are operational. I think we talked a lot about things that are personal to us. You know, we talked about things that are um, both large changes and small changes. Um, some things might be just a shift in mentality, but you know, all of those things that make us thankful, that is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThreeTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOTTravel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThreeTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. My dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. Yeah, for, for your next uh, feedback episode, Polly, Nick just tweeted, Based on episode season two, episode seven, I've declared myself Butter and Bacon's number one fan, and one Golden Sun is not. Nice! <laughs> You go, Nick. We can discuss that. We can have a poll. That's awesome. Carrie, Carrie is going to come back victorious. She, well, she might. I mean, particularly if she starts sending soft friends uh, over to Amy. Oh yes, I can be bribed. I am <laughs> open to bribes. Uh, I have recently found there are a lot of films that are in public domain in. I think it's filmarchive.org. Hmm. There's a ton of like old like 1930s WPA, you know, like mm. like those yeah you, you know like those film strips we used to watch in school. Is mm-hmm. like, building the Hoover Dam, you know, <laughs> things like that. And they and always talk like that too. They do. No, they do. Everything, they do. Is, everything is 1930s newsreel. <laughs> We're bringing in labor. <laughs> Conditions are fierce, was... but the work continues. And everyone was so impressed back then by all that, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, wow, look, they built Hoover Dam. It's like, only 52 people died today. <laughs> Jeez. How's the working conditions? They work 14-hour shifts and sleep not at all. <laughs> Great. But they have jobs. But they have jobs. Nothing like getting paid $2 a day.
The real question is, why did they make us watch that stuff in school? I don't know. What did we learn? Where in the curriculum did that fit? That's a good question. Did you see, um, I went out to dinner with my wife last night, and they had some NBA highlights. And did you see Dwight? I don't even know what the foul was. I don't know if it was on him. It should have been. Because I was kind of laughing. He gets the ball in the paint. He lowers his left shoulder. And he basically drives it directly into the defender's sternum twice. What? Yeah. Now, now Dwight, it, Dwight is a small, insignificant man. In, in his defense, in the mid-90s, that was called an and one. It was! It was! <laughs> so, he does that. The guy, of course, goes flying. And, you know, it looked like the guy weighed about 210 pounds, which compared to <laughs> Dwight. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, so foul gets called, and I'm laughing because on the way down, the guy slaps at Dwight's head. So I look at my wife and I say, okay, so not only has this guy got, like, possibly a cracked sternum and can't play, like, his career anymore because Dwight is doing this to him, but he just he ends up slapping on the top of the head. That's it. Did he get a flagrant? Did he get a flagrant? I don't flagrant know. Because we were in, no like, you know, we're in like a restaurant bar area with no audio. Smacking at Dwight Howard's head is not a basketball play. No, <laughs> yeah, no that's not a basketball move. <laughs> I think that Dwight Howard has been in the NBA since like 2004. That's crazy. I did not realize that he 13 was 13 years that old. Yeah, or that, and he's not that old. Since- he, like he doesn't, he doesn't look like physically to me. He doesn't look like a guy that's been in the league that long. I guess no. he just looks young. You know what I mean? 13, 13 years, and he's been on thirty-seven teams. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them more than once. Oh my god! And his friends and family list is outrageous on my Magic Plus. Well, they are just abusing the the photo pass share, though. No. Oh. oh yeah. Okay, how do they fit into Seven Dwarfs Mind Train? Not everybody can sit in the back. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure that I'm sure that no NBA player can can ride that except maybe Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas would be fine. Um, it, Tyler Eulis. Muxy Bogues. Yeah, Muxy Bogues. We're going back. Oh. Yeah, that's the, uh, the other the other thing I'm thinking is that if they ride Space Mountain, do they let them sit in the back with their legs in the second seat? They have to be going over the top. Right? Up over the top. There's no other way oh they can do gosh. it. I mean, because wonder... you barely fit. No, I, I'm crammed in, in that drive, no doubt. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of rides that, like Shaq, Yao Ming, you know, Kristaps Porzingis. Oh. I'm sure there's tons of stuff that those guys can't ride. I don't know if they could. I mean, they might be able to ride Haunted Mansion side saddle. Yeah, yeah, they're, by they're themselves. <laughs> They're, they're solo in that Doom Buggy, though. Yeah. It's like, do not pull down in the safety bar. And they're like, no crap. <laughs> it wouldn't go down if you tried there, Ghost Host. <laughs> it, like, crunches their knees inward. Oof. Sir, can you please put your knees down? They are down. <laughs> I mean, those... As down as it gets. Those guys are, like, four feet from their ankle to their knee. It's... It's, <laughs> it's right. not gonna fit. <laughs> You're right. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like uh, that movie Bringing Up Baby with Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. And nobody puts her putting, in the corner? They're putting huh. the dinosaur together. 
Uh, no one has seen that movie on this show. I've you know what? Seen. Honestly, I have not seen that. You know who has seen it, though, is our guests. Hi! <laughs> Amy's not going to let us get away with that one? No. No. <laughs> it's not going to be our intro. I was just silent. I was just, I was like, Amy's okay, like, really? Is that, that what we're doing? I was just playing along. It was okay. That's what she's like. Wow, you you guys are rusty. We haven't done this in a while. You're really rusty here. We're rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna make the show. (laughs) The musical. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna make the show. The musical. (laughs) Headed to Broadway. (sighs) We needed a backup in case the Disney thing doesn't work out. Sorry, can you say that again? Because I coughed all over you. <laughs> Polly's dying. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you? By the way, are you still under the weather? I, uh, I, it's lingering. It wasn't even open last time Polly was there. Hey, that's not true. I went in August. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. It wasn't even open last time Amy was there. Well, it might have been, but she got hung up by the move it, shake it, work it, work it, celebrate it, parade every wiggle time. It, wiggle it just a little bit. And somehow you missed it. Move it, shake it, work it, twerk it, wiggle it just a little bit. I miss that, and I miss the um, uh, Phasma Parade. (laughs) I mean, did you really even go to Disney World? I mean, it's incredible that you missed the two most prevalent attractions. Those things really do happen every seven minutes. I wouldn't say I missed them, Amy. (laughs) <laughs> what what did he say he said I wouldn't say I missed him oh <laughs> missed would imply I had intentions of seeing them exactly <laughs> oh jeez that phasma thing I, here's what it's happened awesome. well, it's awesome so I went good. to so the good. studios to meet Carrie during my last trip that I went on and as soon as I walk in, here comes Phasma. Like, we can barely speak to each other because the audio is so loud. It's, like, reverberating all the buildings. Everyone's bodies are shaking on the inside. <laughs> I'm like, hey! So good to see you! Hi! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stay aware. <laughs> yes. Like, can you? Can you just not? Can you not? I went. Oh, oh. Went. Went to the studio. I'll be right back. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's, it's like, <laughs> I'll be right back. What? He's uh, gotta go vomit. I don't know. We'll tell your story. Uh, we'll edit it in. It's nice. Dude, that was like a week ago now. Oh no! I think depending I might have missed it. Depending on depending when on I how edit this show, yep. that I was a week. Wait, wait, ready, Paul? You can edit this in. That was a week ago. That yeah. was a month ago. That was four days ago. That was two weeks ago. That was three months ago. Keep going. One of those will probably. <laughs> <work>. <laughs> we'll use, we'll use which one's appropriate. Uh, just leave this basketball. Don't put this basketball part in. I mean, <sighs> the Christmas Day showdown of LeBron James versus blank. Yeah, exactly. The regular season I'm is I'm going to guess Golden State again, right? Oh, jeez. 
I need to look that up. <sighs> See, we'll no, get. Just... I'm the opposite of the people who say the regular season doesn't matter because to me, the playoffs don't matter because I'm bored of Cleveland versus Golden State, volume four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, I, well, I don't need that only again. Only because it's like. These teams fight tooth and nail to not get the seventh or eighth seed. Mm-hmm. All right, there there are five games on Christmas Day this year. Oh, well, there are. Are, ready for the, but, there but, are you are. ready? But but are you ready for the, the lineup? Seven o'clock one. The there is no seven. There's a noon, really? three, five thirty, eight, and ten thirty. Five thirty. Who's watching basketball at five thirty on Christmas Day? A Wizards versus Celtics fan. Oh. I'll be watching that. I'll watch. We'll have Amy. the TV on, and we'll have you know we'll have the TV on, and we'll check in on it. And I think we can all guess the three o'clock game. Well, it's going to be Cavs versus Lakers. No. <laughs> Cavs. Celtics, uh, Celtics versus Lakers because it's nineteen eighty-seven well, again. Yes, because because <laughs> Bird and Magic are both playing. Just read the schedule from top to yeah, bottom. Yeah, read them off. Read them all off. right. Kicking it off at noon. You've already watched the Disney parade. You've had your hot cocoa. There's I'm going to bet everywhere. it's the Knicks. It is the Knicks taking oh! on the Sixers. That's <laughs> right. Who did they play? Then you, uh, Sixers. Oh, uh, that'll be trust, good. Tr- that'll be oh, fun. the Knicksers. Trust the process. <laughs> the that'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch the Knicks get creamed by the Sixers. <laughs> that'll be fun. Ooh, those are fighting words with Andrew. He's going to bet you on that I one. know. That's terrible. I'm he'll, sorry. He'll bet you a fast pass plus right there. I'm sorry. And also, Scott, <laughs> uh, Scotty Boy yeah, Shore, is he Scotty also kind of like the Knicks? I think so. I think he's I think he's a Cavs fan, though. But, he recently I mean, he birthdayed Scotty Boy Four. Did I wish him a happy birthday? Did I? Miss I don't it? know. You can do it now. Oh no! All right. After Cavs Warriors at three, you got Wizards Celtics at five thirty. Probably the best game of the slate. Rockets Thunder are at eight. And then, as if anybody will be watching, T Wolves and Lakers will be at ten. T Wolves Lakers. Yes. Have they ever been a rivalry? I mean, even when like Kevin Garnett was Me- playing. We're- <laughs> You're going to have Carl Anthony Towns and your Wiggins, those two against Lonzo Ball and Julius Randle. So much like the NBA is now a Christmas tradition. Hi, welcome to Butter and Bacon, where doing 15 intros has become a tradition. (laughs) That's not our intro. (laughs) You you fool. But um, you know we are we are back here, and I am thankful to have you guys back. And that's one of the things we're gonna talk. Oh my god, these dogs! Shut up! It's okay. It's it's it's, it's just a sequel to last week, Polly. Right? Just a sequel, or two weeks ago? Sorry. Yeah, two weeks ago. I have I still offered haven't... on many multiple occasions to take one or both <laughs> of your dogs into my custody. So many awkward pauses. I'd like, are we gonna have a show? No, uh, like, because Paul, I think Paulie keeps going on mute either for the coughing or the dog. Oh no! <sighs> yes. When, when when we think he's gonna speak up, I I stay quiet, and then he doesn't talk. And then and I don't really talk weird. because dogs. Okay, just now put, we just say we have something. 
Say something about the fact that you've got the, this puppy who's very mouthy right now, and if you hear him, well, don't worry about it. Just ignore it. And no, Luna's no, no, we're we're good. More than happy. He has successfully gotten Luna out of the bed pod that she was in and coveting the beef flavored dinosaur chew toy, and so now he's going to be chewing on that. And Luna is now walking around like, what, 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 what even? <laughs> Can I just live? Can I just li- can I just sleep? <laughs> you interloper! What? Who brought you here? <laughs> and why? What have I done? What? What have I? What have I? What have nice. I done to deserve this? <laughs> Since you went away, I've been hanging around. Um, I'm not even sure Polly's on this episode because I have not heard Aerosmith play yet, Amy. Oh, stop it! We're not doing that. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, oh! Quick, here how comes the quickly iPad. we here forget? We no, we didn't quickly. forget. Here we, we go. Didn't bring it let up. Let me find one. Oh. <laughs> Got to find one. Let me get, let me find one. Hang on. Let me see. Let's see. Go I'm ahead, also, Polly. Motor through that. I'm also eating. <laughs> Where's uh? Where's the music? Where's the mu- okay music? I know I when? I know I'm gonna have some in here. Let's see, library. I need it to be by artist. Okay, here's Aerosmith. Well, what I and... need to do is I can prep this ahead of time and actually play the Aerosmith music in Pamela. This is all I have. I must have the other like. Oh, it's on that old phone, and I don't have that with me. Let me see. Where's Amazon Music? Do I not have Amazon Music on this iPad? What? What? I love how I'm just talking to myself and this is going to make the 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 bloopers, I'm sure. That I'm just like talking to myself. But, you know, starting to see those things come to fruition. Oh my god. Let it roll. We don't care. I we care. don't care, man. Paul, we are <coughs> thankful that you have a loving pet in your home, even if he barks every now and then. I have a loving pet. I have a pet that doesn't love the loving pet. So Luna and Thor are battling, and that's what we hear. That's exactly what it is. Luna just wants uh, to lie back down in the pod, and he's just munching away at the dinosaur treat. Give me a place to lay, and you're getting in my way. Yeah, so now Luna's over here getting petted, and now Thor's looking at me like, wait, 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 what? What's the big idea there, dude? Why are you petting her? what I do wrong? Eat your dinosaur. I've offered on so many occasions to <laughs> assume ownership of one or both of I'm these aware. beagles. And oh, fine, majestic you creatures. Have, you have uh, have. Sp- burned my offers every single time and i feel as if your complaints now are just going to fall on deaf ears over all of our listenership because they know that you have had every opportunity to fix this situation and you've not taken me up on it so everyone's well, gonna I, I will drive down now and i will come pick up a pooch all right come on down Dean. for you all right i'll record from the car because uh what? We'd love to give the uh, the doggy a safe home, and, and we'll just yes. take it right back here and what? give it lots of love and keep it in the Northeast where it's comfortable and used to things like yep. strange delis. Yep. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> where can where where can get to the shoreline in less than twenty minutes? Yes. It's almost as if it's almost as if I'm not even here.
Alright, that's not going to go. <laughs> I will start over. Not More breaking news. Carrie, one golden son, just sent back a, a tweet. Oh! Says, Excuse me? <laughs> With a dog giving the eye. <laughs> oh, the battle I, is on. I love it. I I am here for the battle between Nick and Carrie. I'm I'm all in. I'm all here for that. Like, you know, do it. I I'm in my front row seat with my popcorn. I'm ready. Love it. Jessica Fletcher, dog gif, eating popcorn. <sighs> nice. <laughs> right. Murder cat would love that. Yeah, murder cat. Thor is basically a cat at this point. We've determined. <laughs> right? Are you a cat? He, he looks like a noodle. She's calling you a no. noodle. Throw him in the pool. She, no, not that kind of noodle. Oh, not that kind of noodle? Luna is a potato, and Thor is a noodle. Amy just wants to eat my dogs. That's really apparently. No, I'm just, I'm just making comparisons to food. Thor is like the aliens in Men in Black that hang out and drink coffee. Is he like a ferret? <laughs> he's very ferret-like. Now you're making me think about Beastmaster. He's like su- He's like streamlined. He is. He's very. Rick, get down! Get off the chair! He's already <laughs> getting yelled at. Man! This kid! Yay! Alright, Paul, how do you want to wrap this, Paulie? Alright. So, you know, I think we talked a lot about... Three, two, one! Three, two, one! THX. But, you know, all of those things that make us thankful, that is the good stuff. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I have coughed. I have coughed so much on mute today. It's not even funny. That's what led to a lot of the awkward silence. Oh, my God, I know. Folly, folly. And I feel bad because it's like you're talking and I'm like going... Oh man! Sorry, that's Amy, throat not noise. the good stuff. No, no, it's not. It's totally Polly not. making throat noises. That is not the good stuff. Munches and crunches. <laughs> <laughs> Spiders. Luna in the background. Yeah, Luna in the background. <laughs> None of this makes the show. <laughs> oh, and now the show's over. Jingle bell, jingle, bam!